commercially available barbell for doing the program, and how important is that? Well, I, bar is the what? It's a decent question. The uh, the uh, a, the barbell is the is the one play. The bar is the one thing you shouldn't skimp on. Don't get a shitty barbell. Plates are just weight. Plates don't matter, but you have to have a good bar. The best bar is the one that I designed for Rogue. And uh, as far as the the money you spend on it and what you get for the money, that's the best bar. It's called the B and R. Bar. The B and R bar. Three hundred dollars, you'll have it the rest of your life. Rogue is great customer service. If you've got a problem with thing you, anything you bought from them, they will fix it. Yeah. That nobody is in this business has ever treated customers as good as Rogue does, and there's no reason to do business anywhere else. Who'd you buy those shitty-ass plates from that you... Muscle Driver. Muscle Driver is a criminal organization, and they're out, they're out of business now. You'll notice that they're out of business now. That's right. That's right. Is that an all-purpose bar? What? B&R bar? It's a 29-millimeter. Well, you worked with one at some point this weekend. You worked with one. You had one in your hands this weekend. You do all the lifts with it perfectly well. Great bar. Great bar. So that's what you spend the money on. 300 bucks. You don't need to buy an Alico bar for $1,200. You don't need it. There's no point in wasting that much money. You can own four other bars. For the $1,200, you'd spend on an Alico bar. Just get a B&R. It's a fine bar. Ben? You've got a, a detailed physical model of the lifts and a detailed coaching method. Um, which, which came first and, and how have they changed over the course of your all that was interchangeable. It's impossible to sort all that out. I've been working on this for 30 years. The gym is 32 years old this year. Uh, I bought it in 84. And the day I started, I started teaching everybody how to squat, bench press, deadlift, do the lifts. So I've been developing it every day for the past 32 years. Every day, every seminar we do is a tiny little bit different than the previous one. Every single one of these events, we have learned something and we stick it in there. We're constantly talking about this among the staff. What are we going to do to improve this sort of thing next time? What do we need to change? What do we need to improve? This whole thing has evolved a whole bunch over the past six years. This seminar this weekend is absolutely nothing like the first ones we did in 2010. Everything about it, when we learn something, we stick it in. It's constantly improving. So I'm not through. Are there specific things that you're thinking about maybe for a fourth edition? I'm not... That book, every time we print 10,000 books, there are a few little changes in it. I'm going over the book this summer, and I'm going to start at the front, go to the back, and we'll probably accumulate a whole bunch of little minor changes in this next printing, instead of few, a whole bunch of them. I need to just go, it's been a while since I've read the whole thing. I need to start at chapter one and go through it and make sure that there's nothing in there that we've changed, and I'll put things in that we decided are better, 
take some stuff out. So that process, but that, that won't rise to the, uh, to the level of a new edition. The, all of the, anytime we call a new edition, it's a total new layout, artwork, rewrite, total complete. Everything's different. So not, that's not planned, but a revision is. Okay. Uh, in uh, getting ready for our work sets today, we warmed up and right. do that. What's the warm-up strategy? It was empty bar for one set, empty bar for another set, three intermediate weights, and then your work sets. That's the warm-up strategy. How do you figure out, say I go home and now I'm, I know what my work sets are, how do I know how to set up the warm-up. It's in the book. You got the book. It's in the book. It's in the programming chapter. It's detailed in the programming chapter. Yeah, there's a, the, the, the app. There's a warm-up app that calculates them for you. The starting strength app calls on the warm-up stuff and calculates warm-ups for you. But it's in the book. It tells you how to do it. What's, your, what's the number? 225? Warm-ups would be 45, 45, 95, 135, 185, 225, 225, 225. That's how it's done. Even jumps from empty bar to work sets. Okay. Could you give an example of what your training is? I know you've had some injuries. I think I've on the board. You don't bench anymore. No, I bench. I bench. I've been benching the past year and a half. I benched 280 on my birthday this year. Uh, deadlifted 500 on my birthday this year. I deadlift 500 today, I think. I squatted 340 for a triple Tuesday. Uh, I've been. I've cut my squats down to triples. Trying to see if that works. Tired of being sore all the time. So, I, uh, uh, what I have found and what most guys that are older that are, are still training effectively have found is that volume is the enemy. You can still lift heavy weights. Just don't try to do a bunch of volume because you can't recover from the volume. The intensity keeps you strong, but don't try to do sets of 10. Jesus, that's just dumb. You can't, you're sore all the time. You can't get recovered. Hey, you can't sleep anyway. You know, can't get recovered. Don't do such stupid stuff like a bunch of volume. That's for kids. You don't, you don't do that. So just lift as heavy as you can. Do fives and triples. Don't do a bunch of sets across. I squat once every two weeks. Deadlift heavy, pull heavy, whatever I'm going to do once every two weeks. Press once a week, bench once a week, do some chins. That's it. Try to constantly fight to run your numbers up. You can stay strong, you just have to approach it a little bit more conservatively. Okay? John, who was doing the wrong style of power clean for a long time, or clean in general, how long does it take them using the starting strength method to, to do? How long does it take to change over? Yeah. Five, six minutes. 
just pull your ass up. It, it takes longer here than it does here. Because what we have found is, is that they'll argue with us. All of us guys have been doing these seminars together for a long time. We'll run into these USAW types, guys that have gone from CrossFit and decided they're going to be Olympic weightlifters. And they're doing 90 and 120. Okay? They're all doing 90 and 120. And they've got all the, they've read everything there is to read, and they've read Everett's book, and they've read, kind of read at Artie Dressler's book, and then they've, uh, you know, looked at all the discussion on the, on the internet about what a piece of shit I am and, and what dumbasses everybody that does this are. And then they come to our seminar and they'll just, well, we're going to go show Ripito, right? And then we'll take them over there and put them on the platform. And we'll say, uh, show me your, uh, show me your clean. So they do one of these and, you know, standard low hips, clean and stuff. And then if I can talk them into it, I'll say, I want this one, just, just to humor me here, okay? I know this isn't going to work, okay? I know you're right. And I know you've been doing this for a bit. Just let me see what happens here, okay? So we pull the bar back over to the midfoot, pull their hamstrings into tight position, squeeze the chest up, get the hips nice and high, pull the bar off the floor like Kopitov did in the video yesterday. And the bar goes this much higher with the same amount of weight on it. And then they want to fucking start arguing with you. The first thing they say is, oh, it feels so weird. It feels it's so just so weird. weird. God, I can't do that again. But look, but wait, let me show you this video. It went this much higher doing it our way. Well, and then the back-engineered argument starts about why that happened and why it's bad. To pull the same amount of weight higher. <laughs> Faster and higher. Why that's bad. It's got to be bad because it's not the way they've been doing it. And that's been our experience, is these people just want to do it like they want to do it the way they want to do it. And so, what do you do? Let's leave them alone. Let's leave them alone. They're Olympic weightlifters. There's 83 of them <laughs> in the whole country, you know. There, there aren't any of them. It's insignificant. It doesn't matter. How does that figure into the grand scheme of what our job is. What's our job here? Get novices strong. I don't care what Olympic weightlifters do. It happens to be something I've done, but it's not my concern. You know how many men the USA Weightlifting Organization is sending to Rio de Janeiro this year? Same exact number we are. <laughs> exactly the same number of lifters. None. All right. No, I didn't know them. God, those guys are gods. I don't know them. How did you know of them? Well, I listened to the radio. Hell, I was a disc jockey when I was a kid. WLS 89, 890 AM WLS. I wasn't in the area. That radio station comes in in Texas at night. Oh, yeah, uh, AM radios in cars used to be good. And, and we listened to those guys every night. Where's that based out of? Chicago. You could pick up Chicago on AM radio in Texas? Yeah.
because it happens, it happens, yeah, it's very, right. it used to happen more before they regulated how much power it was. Right. Well, FCC has always regulated uh, AM radio in the United States. 50,000 watts was all. Now, there was a, but they didn't have any control over what happened in Mexico. All right. There was a, there was a station in Mexico, XERF, that was 250,000 watts. <laughs> Just right down there. 250, they would come in on the doorknob. <laughs> you could hear them in your in your tooth fillings, you could hear. I, yeah, yeah, it was a, it was a bait, but uh, WLS was a, was a big station, and those are the disc jockeys we all tried to sound like. So, Landecker and Lou Jack. Yeah, we heard, we had. Uh, well, the little bitty stations that are that are daylight to dusk radio stations sign off and get out of the way. That's what used to happen anyway. They don't do that anymore, but that's what that's what happened. And uh, it wasn't so much that WLS boosted their signal, but everybody else got out of the way. All the stations between Wichita Falls and and. Uh, Chicago that were also operating in the vicinity of 890 got out of the way and you could hear uh, hear them better. That's who we listened to too. We listened to air checks too. See those guys that uh, people would go around to the radio markets and record those guys and then come back and issue vinyl LPs with their air checks on it called bootleg top 40. We'd, We'd get copies of that and listen to them. Try to sound like those guys. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Kara? Something I was wondering about is with female trainees, have you ever noticed a drop in their lifts like about a week before their period starts? And if you would, would you put a deload in or build You know, I don't train enough girls to really answer that. I would imagine that somebody's noticed that. Woman who's lifting in the IPF Worlds down in Kyling, Texas, in the Masters Division next week. He thinks it's Kyleen. <laughs> I'm from California. <laughs> you're, from, you're from Pennsylvania. You're a Yankee. She's she's able to lift through her periods. It's just she's left there like the week before. She, it's just she's less comfortable. She's able to. She doesn't get weaker. She's just less comfortable. If it's any consolation, I feel like shit about half the time too. Okay. Troy, what is the uh, topic of your next book? I don't have a next book. Well, if you had one, if you write one, what would it be? It was a dark one. and stormy night. <laughs> I, I don't want to write another book. I have enough trouble writing articles now. I don't think I got another book in me, not right now, unless something I have some revelation of some sort. I'm not planning on anything else. I can't write fiction, though. So it had to be nonfiction. It'd be weird if you did. Did you read the fiction book? I can't. 
I, I don't I don't know how people write fiction. I have no idea how it's done. I don't know how to write it. I really have no idea how to write a story. How many people do that think they do? Like I work in publishing. No, fiction's hard. All writing's hard. Fiction's really hard. Fiction is uh, is amazing. Uh, I'm reading the uh, Patrick O'Brien series right now, and that guy is so goddamn amazing. Twenty-two books in that series. Anybody know what I'm talking about? How many people know the series, Master and Commander? How many of them have you read? First two. First two? Well, they go on. And you know how you know those guys after the first two? Well, by the time you read 20 of them, they're your family. It's the damnedest thing. I mean, you've read them all? You read the first five? You read the, the, the chase across the southern ocean between the Dutch, Fox I'm Hyde, and the Surprise? It's in, the, it's in four. It's in Desolation Island. That's the damnedest thing I've ever read. And this guy's brilliant. He's br I, can't, I can't imagine how you write like that. I don't, the things that occurs to him to write about these people is just He'll pull stuff out of his head that I can't, my God, how profound is this observation about human nature? And he's just writing about these two guys he made up out of thin air. It's amazing. Absolutely, no, I can't do that. Anybody can do it is have a lot of respect for that, but I, I can't do it, and I don't understand the process. So no, I hadn't got another book. My question. Yeah. Uh, I think Sid's question about the injury and that is kind of, kind of what mine is too, but uh, just to kind of tell Sid about this, you know, I talked to you in mid-March about my, you took those three chunks of the neck. Yeah. And uh, the doctor said, you know, six weeks, don't touch anything. And, and a matter of fact, I quote this now, the, the nurse that came in was giving me exercise prescription. She said, you can do any kind of upper body stuff you want to do, like leg presses and this and that. After that, I just didn't say anything. But she said so, upper body, upper body, leg any, press. Any kind of upper body stuff you want to do, like leg presses and this and that, and that's when I quit. I, I turned it off. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, but I emailed you about it, and I said, you know, they said like six, six, seven weeks of nothing. And I got of absolute, body. yeah, and like I'm you're gonna, paralyzed. I'm going to train for this, you know, for you this clinic. You know, to come he had a clean out, scope job on his knee. Put some meniscus out. They want you, of course. But they took out a couple chunks and found a piece that was floating around. But, um, but I mean, I talked to you and you said get under a bar. You know, I was on a Friday and you said get under a bar on Monday. And I mean, I went from a bar on Monday to squat three fifteen on Friday, like seven days. That week. Time. Yeah. Seven but days post up. It wasn't a big deal. Okay. No, it's not a big deal. Yeah. You guys, it's not a big deal. It's a big deal if you make it a big deal. Yeah. But if you listen to these people about rehab, you will never get back to where you were because they don't know what to do. About a week or two ago, I would have started lifting again. You know, but my, my question is, the doctor told me when I went in there and I got the surgery, and had eaten, I had to write it down and look it up. Synbisc 1, it's some kind of injection that they put in you that lasts for like four to six months. It's I, some kind of... 
you got an yeah, opinion on that? Adam Renick said it's a great way for physicians to augment their incomes. When they've got a patient that's got a degenerative joint, my recommendation would be squat, know your limits. If you feel your joint getting inflamed and irritated on you, when I say take a break, that just means back off a little bit. This, uh, wait, did, did he do the sin vest or did he recommend that you? Oh, good. Okay. All right. Yeah. If it's not good on it, you can look at the studies on it. Yeah, I read more bad. I read more bad reviews of people saying they, they hurt worse after getting so, it. Well, so here's what happens. People either feel really good or they notice nothing at all or they feel really bad. Yeah. Right. And so That's kind of what they were going to do anyway, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of describes the spectrum. <laughs> Right, right. Yeah, same girl. Yeah, I, I would, I would do what you're doing, man. Yeah. I'd, I'd squat as long as you can, and, and when I say listen to your body, that means you know, if you do get some inflammation and swelling, you know, try to get that swelling down, move the joint, motion's lotion. I always tell my patients that motion's lotion, man. Move, get that vascular system going. You know, and the more you move, the more synovial fluid you produce. What they're trying to do is regenerate. They're not trying to regenerate cartilage, but they're trying to regenerate some of the properties of your knee that make it work better. Synovial fluid, improve the cartilage that's there. But there's really nothing out there right now to do that other than exercise and squat. So what is that? What is it that they're putting in the knee if it's not that? That's what they say. Well, it's kind of like injectable MSM. Injectable chondroitin sulfate. Because he told me it would be this, this is like a cortisone shot, but better because it's going to last longer. And I said, well, I have one. It's not like a cortisone shot. Bullshit. If he actually believes that, yeah. he, he, he is not qualified to practice fucking medicine. Well, you didn't let him do it, though, so, you know. Oh, yeah, I didn't know. But I, I had one cortisone shot a long time ago. I had a doctor talk to me, you know, and it didn't. I don't, I don't know that it did anything better, but it just made my knee hurt like hell for about one is three actually days. Just, one is actually designed to cause a small inflammatory process in your knee and get your knee to producing more synovial fluid to give you the lubricant in it. That's the symptom. The other one, if they give you a dexamethasone shot or a cortisone shot in the joint, it does catabolic steroids. It's designed to shrink the inflammation down. But it also shrinks the healing process. It shrinks everything else down too. Because it's a catabolic steroid. Hyaluronic acid is a molecule that uh, is in between the cells of, of all living things. And um, it's a very stable molecule, so it's just a filler. In fact, it's, that's what we use for, uh, for lip augmentations and lines and things. It's just an, it's an inner... Can I get your number? <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's an inner filler. Fucking women. God damn. All right. I'm just curious what Mark Rufito likes to do for fun. I know you love squatting and lifting and all that, reading books, but what I really do you, don't. You don't do I, 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 I don't like to train that much. You don't like fishing. You don't like I don't fish, no, because I catch the same number of fish when I go fishing as when I don't go fishing. So I don't fish much. I've got...
a nice piece of property in Colorado. We go up there. So, oh, I don't, I don't know. Hell, I don't. Yeah, I just, you know, put things in, shit them out, you know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm a whiskey geek. We do, you know, in fact, I just bought four. Uh, I like to eat. So uh, I bought four. Uh, the guy out here west of town that raises sheep, and I bought four weathers from him. And they've been hanging now about a week. And uh, we're going to age them for about three and a half, four weeks. Those will be real good. And, uh, oh, just, you know, whiskey, good wine, food. Chicago. Chicago. I play the trumpet. See all this shit right here behind Nick? We rehearse in here in this room. And, uh, I was in the horse business for a long time. I sold my horse back in 02, 01, 02, and uh, had to get out of that. Decided I needed to not get crippled, so I had to get out of the horse business. So now, I don't know, I, I don't really do that much anymore. Just hang out, hang out, man, hang with the homes. Hang with my homes. Be hanging. 